Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning in to Second Vision. Social isolation, major losses, and the extreme disruption to life caused by the pandemic results in increased level of stress hormones and intense emotions, including sadness, grief, fear, worry, anxiety, panic attacks, hopelessness, helplessness, loneliness, and worse, depression and disconnection. But worse, This rush of emotional turmoil is keeping people awake at night, which suppresses your immune system, makes you more susceptible to the virus. But we have two experts here today to help you turn this around and break that sleep cycle and what could so damage your health. Dr. Patrick Wanis is a renowned human behavior expert. Patrick has appeared on CNN, BBC, Fox News, MSNBC, and is recognized for his subconscious rapid transformation technique. He'll talk to us about what we can do to obtain peace of mind. And Chris Burrs is a scientific researcher who has pioneered the use of an astonishing molecule called ESS-60 that can enhance sleep and boost immunity. And today he's here to relate the shocking story of how this molecule's abilities were discovered by a Nobel Prize team and what role he's played in this advancement and what the implications are for human health and longevity. Dr. Wanis and Chris Burrs have teamed up here to bring us new solutions for restoring your state of health and state of mind if you're staying awake at night. So I'm so delighted to have you both with us today. Thank you very much, Thank Kristen. You. Thank you. No, it's, it's my pleasure. And Chris, I hope I'm, you know, I do have a voice reader. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Is it Burris? Burris, okay. So if yeah. I mispronounced it, I apologize. You know, no I, when you when you become visually impaired, everything is <laughs> everything's a voice. <laughs> you never know how if it's going to be pronounced correctly. So anyway, gentlemen, it's so nice to have you here today. And uh, before we begin, because I know we're going to talk about it at the end of the show too, but I want to tell people right at the top of the show uh, to make sure that they see the link that that you've created, that you are giving away the an audio book as well as an e-book, as well as a meditation. So what's the name of that? And, and just tell them how they can access that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, this is uh, some great work that Dr. Wallace has put together. The audio book is titled Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Now. Uh, and then there's a guided meditation, which is Overcoming Fear and Anxiety and Enjoy Peace of Mind. Um, the link for that is uh, you just go to myvitalc.com slash Second Vision, uh, and so Second Vision is the number two, the letter N, the letter D, and then Vision. So myvitalc.com slash Second Vision. We're not collecting emails. We're This is totally free. Uh, really, Dr. Wanis and I have been friends for a long time and have, have been intent on giving back as much as we can uh, to the community, to society, and this is just a way uh, to get some good quality help uh, during these really tough times into people's hands. And it's an instant download. And it's an instant download. Now, I just wanted to ask you, and um, the second vision, the name of my show is is the two words spelled out. So if you'd like to do it with the number two, that's fine, but the actual name of the show in my website is second vision, the two words. So is it easier for you to do the numerical? We're going to do both. 
Okay, great. So everybody listening, so you'll 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 find it either way. Second vision. So so tell me, Patrick, what are these? You know, let's go through some of the emotions that people do suffer from. And I know, as I told you earlier, I'm a I'm a good test subject because I'm a I'm a poor sleeper when I go through stress. And I've noticed with this pandemic that uh, you know sometimes, and my friends have shared this with me too. They're just waking up in the night and they're feeling anxious, or they just wake up and just feel kind of shocked, you know, that the world has changed overnight. So so let's talk about some of these emotions and the impact that it has on the body. Well, Kristen, you're obviously not alone. Every single one of us, that includes Chris, myself, and every other person listening, every other person that's part of this, this program has experienced uh, a lack of sleep, an interruption of sleep, some sort of disturbance of sleep. And we're going to offer you sort of a holistic approach. The first thing that is impairing sleep is the emotions, some of which you described in your introduction. And that's why the book's called Neutralize the Seven Emotions. And it's really an umbrella, seven umbrellas of emotion. The first is fear and anxiety, which is something that we all experienced. And some of us, unfortunately, are still experiencing it. The second is sadness, which includes sorrow and grief. The third is what I refer to as victimhood. It's an umbrella that includes hopelessness, helplessness, powerlessness, apathy. The fourth is that sense of loneliness because we're feeling cut off, we're feeling separated, isolated or disconnected. The fifth is guilt and shame because some people actually talk about feeling guilty that they're not in a better place, that they didn't have more savings, that they've lost their job. Um, then uh, the, then the, next, the next one, one of the keys is depression where we, people experience constant worry, constant rumination and obsessiveness that therefore leads you into a state of depression where you, where you then become physically, mentally and emotionally exhausted and you can't sleep. And because you can't sleep, that worsens everything that I've just described and lowers your immune system at the same time because it impacts your, your hormones. So the, the book is addressing, it, I clearly explain what each of these emotions are, how they're created by our thoughts, and then I offer action steps to help you to neutralize, overcome those emotions, and to actually not just, it's not just about neutralizing, but where, where do I go from here? So if I'm, if I'm neutralizing the sadness, what am I replacing it with? How do I go from sadness to gratitude and appreciation for what I've got left? And how do I go from this sense of apathy and feeling helpless, hopeless, and powerless to saying, okay, I'm going to take charge of what I can. I'm going to control what I can control. So there are specific action steps that I offer. That's wonderful. And the gratitude is, is so key, you know. And I, I've, some of these emotions that I know myself and some of the people that I'm, that I'm in touch with all the time and been going through have been similar to some of the emotions I went through when I lost my eyesight, and that is, you know, you deal with loss. You're first in shock and denial and then suddenly acceptance and then gratitude, you know. And, and, and in this instance, I think we have to really look for those, you know, those tools to get us through each day. You know, you also mentioned digestive disorders, I think, in something that I read, you know, and um, I know a, a number of people have mentioned that to me, too, that they thought they ate something, but they've just noticed that their whole system is off. Is that well? Yes, because what happens is that all of our emotions begin with a thought. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the thought will trigger the emotion. The, the the belief I've lost everything or the belief I've lost something then leads to the sense of sadness and sorrow and potentially grief. And when we have any of these emotions that agitate, that stir us, that push us into 
what is basically referred to as a fight or flight response, your body stops focusing on digestion. It doesn't have interest in digestion or your immune system. The only time you get back to being able to rest and digest is when you go into the parasympathetic nervous system. When you're engaging the parasympathetic nervous system, that calms you down. Now there's blood flow and now you're able to eat and sleep better and you're able to digest better. Now your immune system is picking up again. And a lot of that immune system is also triggered in the early hours of your sleep, the first few hours of your sleep. Very interesting. And so, so Chris, tell us about you know, what kind of an impact this has on the body. You know these, well, these negative emotions and yeah. So so I think I think Patrick kind of talks a little bit. Of, just spoke a little bit about all the seven and really dives into those in his audio book. Uh, so highly encourage your audience to go to go get that. Um, one of the things that I, I think is maybe really important to understand is that you've got this. Let's just say take one like fear and anxiety, which has an impact on your blood pressure. It has an impact on your heart rate, your worry, and your lacking sleep. And I actually call this kind of the horrible emotional sleep spiral, where your lack of sleep puts you in a situation where you're less able to manage the emotions that you're experiencing, and then that becomes this horrible emotional sleep cycle. So, so Patrick put this book together with specific action steps. Uh, to, to help you kind of manage those emotions, and um, and, and and it's just a, a really phenomenal thing. I know uh, in, in my situation, Patrick's a good friend of mine, so I, I can call him and, and kind of lean on him to, to provide guidance for me, but he's tried to put that guidance in, into these books. Yeah, and That's so let me give fantastic. you... Because you brought this up earlier, let's come back to this, because this is something that everyone's experiencing, which is sadness. And I said sadness is triggered by a sense of loss. Having lost something you had or something you thought you were going to have, such as an opportunity. That's why a lot of us are experiencing this sense of not just shock and numbness, but almost a sense of hopelessness because we say, well, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much instability. So we then start going into worry. And then we also start feeling sad because we think we have nothing left. And so one of the action steps, I actually say, don't run away from the sadness. Don't deny the sadness. Don't just, you know, say to yourself, get over it. Actually write out what you believe you've lost. Face and confront what you've lost. Accept that it is a loss. Yes, you've lost something Absolutely. that was precious to you. And, and I'm curious as I say this, how this might have applied to your personal experience when you talked about losing eyesight. So the first step I say is accept that you, there is a loss. There is something that, that, that is painful. There is a sense of suffering here. Now, what are you, what are you, what are you left with? What's remaining? Yes. What, what are the abilities you have? What, what health do you have? What, what resources do you have? Then from there, go to the gratitude list. Now, the gratitude list is, for what can I feel thankful and blessed? What are the things that I have left for which I'm grateful? And what you usually come up with, other than hopefully your health, is you come up with people, with relationships. But it can be anything. It can be people, things, and events. Then when you're thinking back to something you've lost, instead of feeling pity, and sorry to yourself saying, see, I'll never have this again, you actually say, thank you for what I had. I had this, and I'm grateful that I had it. Yes, I'm not going to have it again, but I had it. Now what do I have? What can I work with to move forward? Where can I find 
meaning in my life now in small things. And it can be in things you do, things you experience, in relationships with people, and also finding meaning even at times like this where you're actually suffering. And in that sense, enjoying every small thing that you're doing rather than just rushing through it. Slow down, breathe gently, breathe deeply, enjoy whatever you're doing and give it meaning, give it purpose. Women are generally better at this than men are because women will spend hours and hours getting ready to go out for a dinner. They'll might spend three hours getting ready to go out for a dinner that might last an hour and a half, two hours. It's but so they enjoy true. The, <laughs> <laughs> and the, it took me a while to come up with this. It's funny, I started observing. I'm like, you spend hours, but we're only going out for a short while. Yes, but I've got to look my best. And the point is the women are so skillful at creating this ritual and enjoying every moment, turning on the music, you know, maybe getting together with a couple of girlfriends, dressing up, so you really enjoy the process, not just going, not just arriving at the dinner or finishing the dinner, yes, or having the dinner, but the process that leads you there. This is how we're going to get through this. It's about enjoying where we are right now. I don't mean celebrating, because there there are some things that, which, as I said, that that warrant serious concern. And when, we, when we're able to take care of our survival, then we move to the next step of, okay, I've got my rent covered, I've got food, I've got shelter, now what can I do about these other emotions? I can lo- lower the worry because... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't sure whether you're finished. And laughter. You know, last night I, I listened to Jerry Seinfeld's, uh, just his latest thing on Netflix before I went to bed. The new one. And I honestly yeah. hadn't heard myself really laugh in a couple of weeks. I mean, really have a hearty laugh. I, th- I had to shut the windows because I'm in, in an apartment in Beverly Hills, and I thought, oh, God, someone's going to hear me. I'm laughing. And it was just over the silliest things. I thought, oh, it's so like Norman Cousins, you know. He says, you know, laughter is the best thing for the immunity. And we have to find that that connection. You know, women are good at that, as you say, because we, we reach out on the phone. We're used to connecting, you know. Right. Um, but we have to find that sense of laughter, too, and joy that we once had because and to, by staying present and being grateful, as you say, you know. And here is the key, and this is going to bring up something that I'd like Chris to talk about. The key here is, Get clear about what you can control in your life and what you can't control in your and life. And what you can't, I can't, yeah. Yeah, I can't control when this will open or that will open. I can't control this particular element or that element. But what can I control? I can control my thoughts and emotions, and I can choose to take care of myself mentally, emotionally, and physically. And this is where how Chris and I teamed up because I said, look, We've got to take care of our thoughts and our emotions, and then we've got to help strengthen our immune system through our thoughts and emotions and through some other way. How else can we boost our immune system? And that's that's the the discovery that Chris is talking about with this molecule, which I think is extraordinary, and he's got a great story to tell. So excited, yes. And uh, it's also delivered in olive oil, is that it? So, Chris, please tell all. How was it discovered by this Nobel Prize-winning team and and your your involvement in it and and all of it, please? Yeah, absolutely. So so, um, it's pretty miraculous. You know, it did end up being uh, the scientists who discovered it were awarded the Nobel Prize. Uh, they made the discovery in 1985, and we're, we're all kind of familiar with two forms of graphite. That's diamond, 
uh, excuse me, two forms of carbon, that's diamond and graphite, like in your pencil lead, what they discovered was the third form of carbon. And that third form of carbon was called fullerenes. And the most abundant of those fullerenes is affectionately called the buckyball. And the best way to describe a buckyball is if you imagine a soccer ball, right, got the soccer ball right in front of you, the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. So you have the spherical molecule, 60 carbon atoms. Um, they figured that this molecule would be kind of like a 3D version of benzene. And I don't know if you know how important benzene is, but if you just kind of uh, think about what's around you in this moment, uh, you'll recognize that there's lots of plastic things. Well, the, the foundational molecule of plastics is the benzene ring. Most medicines are tied to benzene detergents. So we don't, we don't really have modern society without the benzene ring. And they, again, they thought that this, this buckyball would be a, a, a 3D version of the benzene ring. That's why they won the Nobel Prize in such a short time. They actually discovered it in 1985, were awarded the Nobel Prize uh, in chemistry in 1996. And then you fast forward, if, if it's going to be as ubiquitous as benzene, then people are going to be working with it. They're going to be, you know, manipulating it. They're going to be doing things with it. And so you have to understand its safety. Uh, how safe is this material or at what levels is it safe? So uh, in 2012, they published a study. It was out of the University of Paris. And it was originally intended to be a toxicity study. They assumed that this buckyball would be toxic because benzene is actually a known carcinogen when it's on its own and then a, a known toxic uh, particle. So, so they did this toxicity study, and instead of being toxic, uh, it, it, it was determined that those rats who are given really ESS-60, this molecule, this buckyball, we call it ESS-60, uh, lived twice as long as the control group. So rats were given water, that's the control group, rats were given olive oil, and then rats were given olive oil with ESS-60 in it. Again, those rats that were given olive oil with ESS-60, which is really the My Vital C formula, those rats lived twice as long, almost twice as long, and they all died without tumors, which is unlike the control group because a Worcester rat typically dies at about 32 months, and the number of tumors that are in the rat uh, is proportional to how long they live. So they live longer, they have more tumors. Even though our rats live twice as long, nearly twice as long, our rats died without tumors. So this is, that's kind of the pinnacle study that's really exciting. You've got the scientific community like all aware of what's going on and, and kind of part of the reason that, that Patrick and I have, have partnered together. That is so fascinating. And how have they done the studies in people as well or, or just animals? So, so, so far, well, the, the, the first step of a toxicity study to even decide if it's worth putting it in humans or, you know, allowing humans to take it is this rat right. toxicity study, right? Right. And clearly right. it's not toxic. Actually, they could have ended the experiment at month 32 when all of the quote-unquote toxic group had outlived uh, the control group that was just giving water. Uh, kudos to the right. scientists, you know, right, for carrying this out another two and a half years all the way out to 62 months. Um, I oh, actually yeah, have my, incredible. Right, like good good decision. We're really, I'm really happy that they did that. Uh, and actually my company is the one who provided that initial material, and we're actually referenced in that original peer-reviewed published paper, so obviously uh, very proud of that. Um, I actually have a study that's going on right now, and, and, and along this topic lines, it's a sleep study. 
Because one of our most consistent testimonials is our customers report that they'll take it in the morning, they get mental focus and energy during the day, and then they report better sleep that night, which is really an amazing um, thing if you think about it, because I'm not aware of anything that you do in the morning that impacts positively your sleep at night. Okay, well, there's, a, there's two things that I'm aware of. One of them is exercise, right? So if you wake up and exercise in the morning, you're going to sleep better that night. And the other one uh, really has to do, and this probably doesn't apply to your audience, but if you get exposure, and I don't know if this is true of the skin, but if you get exposure to natural sunlight in the morning, it can get your circadian rhythm in line, and so that can have a positive yes, impact yes. on your I've sleep. Yes, I've noticed I've been missing a lot of that. I'm, I mean, I'm on my patio, but I don't get as much sunlight there. So unless I'm taking a walk with someone, uh, because being blind, you know, you can't half-blind. You can't just go out and wander. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might not yeah. find your way back. Yeah, so, so you obviously be safe and get that early morning sun if you can because that has an impact. Most There's a book yes. out there called called Why We Sleep, and it's by a, a Matthew Walker. It's a phenomenal and someone book. Someone just also, recommended that. It's a New York Times bestseller, right? Somebody just oh, recommended yeah. that to me. It's a phenomenal yeah. book. Now, it's also the scariest book you will ever read about sleep because <laughs> as you're reading it, it's like, hey, when you don't get some sleep, you can't remember this, and here's the percentage that you can't remember. When you don't get sleep, like, I don't know if you know this. This is pretty pretty f- profound. It, uh, on daylight savings time, when we lose an hour, heart attacks go up, and when we gain an hour, heart attacks go down, right? Like, oh, sleep my has a direct impact on your cardiovascular health. Also, what about these people? Get... I've, I've met friends who just don't, they only sleep five hours. They, they, they've been that way their whole life, and they just can't well, sleep anymore, int- you know? I've... Interestingly on that, the, the, this researcher, Matthew Walker, reveals that only 1% of the population can actually get by with less than six hours of sleep. That's due to their genes. The rest of us need between seven and nine hours sleep, and that is important particularly for our immune system. It's important for every, every aspect of our life, but it's particularly important for the immune system. And most of us yes. are not aware when, we haven't, when we're actually sleep-deprived. We can't cognitively tell that we're sleep-deprived. There are days we go, I'm, just, you know, I'm dragging my feet or I feel foggy, but we can't actually tell how sleep-deprived we are. And that's why this formulation that Chris is talking about, My Vital C, to me is so powerful because not only is it... Um, a great immune booster, it's antiviral and antioxidant. Well, so is it, is it um, in a capsule? Is this, this is one of your products, right? I mean, many of us turn to supplements, you know, and you'll have to tell us what you think about that for, for sleep yeah. issues. I use a sleep spray. I forgot the name of Sid, Sidha or something. I get it at Whole Foods. Yeah, so so there yeah. are actually some good sleep supplements. Um, you want that people, and you need to be careful uh, with mel- melatonin, uh, right? Because in that book, um, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, he, ta- he describes the purpose of melatonin in our bodies. And it really is like the starting gun to tell your body it's time to go to sleep. It doesn't necessarily help you stay asleep, but it gets your body kind of the hormones going in the right direction to go to sleep. Uh, it's also known that if you take too much melatonin, uh, it can make you groggy in the morning. Also, I don't. You know can also have a paradoxical yeah. effect, can't you? I've had that with melatonin, and someone yeah. told me you're supposed to take it an hour and a half before. I just gave up because I don't know. I had a weird reaction to it where it didn't help me sleep. 
It, it, in reality, everybody's is different. Everybody's body is different, yeah. and you and you really do. I'm glad you you, you know you got to listen to your body because you could be struggling with melatonin. If it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever tried valerian root. No, so, but my brother has tried that, or, or another friend, and, and they they liked it very much. Or kava yeah. is that another one? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with kava. I know that there's like a, a you know an off the over on the shelf. Sleepy Time Tea's got a picture of a bear in, a, in pajamas, right? Uh, and right, it has valerian, right. one version of it has valerian root. And that is actually really good. At, you know, when you're going to sleep and your main, mind is racing, probably more these days than ever, and mm-hmm, your mind is mm-hmm. racing and you're kind of like, I'm never going to get to sleep. Well, valerian root will actually quiet your mind. What's interesting about my vital C is I've noticed that when I'm about to go to sleep, my mind is racing, and I could I could literally have a debate: should I even try to go to sleep because my mind is <laughs> super active? But as soon as I hit the the pillow, so it it like sustains you until the moment you need to go to sleep, and then when it's time to go to sleep, boom, you're awake. And and the same is true like when I wake up to use the restroom. I wake up, my mind's going, walk to the restroom, my mind's going, come back from the restroom, my mind's going, head hits the pillow, and I'm out. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it parallels what our customers report, is, which is mental focus and energy during the day, and then, and then better sleep that night. Wow. So how do we find it? So tell us the name, and, and it's delivered in a capsule? Is that it? Or I read about oh, it. Oh, it's so delivered in all great. of them. Great question. So what we do is we dissolve the ESS-60 molecule in olive oil. So you get a liquid. Uh, it's mostly olive oil. It certainly tastes like olive oil. Um, some people, like, really love olive oil and can guzzle it. By the way, in that original study, again, rats given water, rats given olive oil, and then rats given olive oil with ESS-60, the ones given olive oil live 30% longer. So whatever olive oil you have in your diet right now, even if you're not going to take my product, make sure you increase your olive oil intake because olive oil is incredibly healthy for you. Also, we know it's part of the, the Mediterranean diet, which is, is a very yes, healthy Yes, which is basically healthy. what I'm on. Yes. And make sure um, that it's extra virgin olive oil. Yes. Yes. Right, because yes. you get all the good polyphenols and the extra virgin olive oil. So our product is yes. made with extra virgin olive oil. Um, really, we have three products. We've got all extra virgin olive oil, and all of them are organic. We've got MCT, and then we've got avocado oil. And my really my routine. I don't know if you're familiar with the bulletproof coffee. Yes, yes. I, unfortunately, I'm I'm already caffeinated, so I don't drink coffee. I love it. I love the smell, the taste. In my next life, I hope I can drink coffee. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so in my case, I have a morning cup of coffee, and I kind of turn it into this bulletproof exper- experience because uh, uh, one of the components of the bulletproof coffee recipe is MCT oil. And so our product, we've got ESS60 dissolved in MCT oil. I put that in my coffee. Uh, I take about a teaspoon and a half of the olive oil, which is about uh, half, again, our typical recommended serving size. Uh, and then I'll also put the avocado oil on my salads for lunch. So that's just kind of my routine. Most of our customers will take one teaspoon. Uh, and, again, if you don't like really like the flavor of olive oil, it's not like a medicine-y flavor. Take a sip of water and it's gone. Or you can just put it in a dish and sop it up with some bread, uh, you know, like you're at a nice Italian restaurant. And, oh, I love uh, and olive oil. Go. That wouldn't be a problem yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm sure your hair and skin improve, too, by taking, you know, more of the oils because we all need that, you know, especially in the dry climate. I'm in California. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, well, we, I'm, I'm definitely going to order some. 
well, well, how about this? I can actually get you a couple of bottles if it makes sense um, for us to kind of reconnect and you could share your experience on it. I would love to. I told you I'm a perfect subject, the, the light sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll Absolutely. get, we'll get your address. Especially for me because thank you. I, yeah. I really appreciate that, especially for me because um, I, I don't digest certain pills well, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, certain uh, – I'm gluten-free. So anyway – uh, yes, I would love to try it. Absolutely love to try it. So, well, well very cool. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get your address and we'll get you a couple of bottles and, and uh, I'm excited yeah. about the, our little experiment. Thank you, and I can't wait to read the audio book. I mean, hear the audio book and then read the ebook and and do the meditation as well. So, uh, you two are are in business together, or you're friends, and you've co- you've combined the company here. We've combined our efforts to deliver as much value as we can during this really mm-hmm. dur- during this really tough time. And and actually, since we're talking about that, Patrick had the opportunity to share um, some, you know kind of his list of emotions, and he covers those in his books. And he really is good at having action steps to help you work through those emotions. I just want to share, like, ir- ir- kind of irrespective of my product or not. There's some things that you can and should be doing to make sure you good get a good night's sleep. So I'd like to share those if this if that makes sense. Please, absolutely. Yeah. So they all fall into the category of sleep hygiene, right? And sleep hygiene is just a word is really a phrase which means uh, the practices and the and the habits that you have to help you get a good night's sleep. The more regimented you are about going to sleep at a specific time, maybe having a cup of tea, whether it's sleepy time, tea, or otherwise, right before you go to sleep. So here are some of the tips that are really important. If you do nap and you describe yourself as caffeinated, so maybe, again, whatever, naturally caffeinated, so maybe you don't nap. But if you do nap, make sure your naps are not longer than 30 minutes. And if you've got to set an alarm or whatever you have to do, if your nap's longer than 30 minutes, then it's going to have a negative impact on your sleep. Um, the mm-hmm. next is caffeine. You're staying clear of caffeine all the time. Uh, I really say, like, you don't want to be having caffeine after afternoon. Um, it, I mean, and, and if you have to have an afternoon cup of coffee, make sure it's as, as early as possible because caffeine actually has a half-life in your system. So it takes a very long time to get caffeine out of your system, and it can interrupt your sleep. Um, at, at a right. minimum, try and have decaf coffee in the afternoon. Next is exercise. I mentioned that earlier. So get some exercise. You know, of course, vigorous exercise is always going to be good for really for everything. Um, But if you're just getting some, you know, go out and walk, you know, I'm walking with my family every day. That's certainly, you know, a silver lining in in this cloudy time. And uh, and it's great to see all of these people out walking. And uh, so go out and get some, a little bit of sunlight, uh, sunshine and, and, and exercise for 20 to 30 minutes. My walk's really about 45 minutes with my family. Uh, and then you want to make sure you don't eat food right before you're going to sleep. Your body ends up using a lot of blood flow in metabolizing the food that's in your stomach, and that can be really detrimental uh, to, to getting a good night's sleep. And all of these are in that book, Why We Sleep, and, and, and a lot more. But those are kind of the key those ones. Those are, are great tips. To great. Here's and another I, one. I practice- that- Yes, sorry. Please, sorry, go ahead. I was going to add another one because this is one that you, people can use right now throughout the day, which is going to help them not only to uh, to lessen the emotional agitation, the worry, the anxiety, also to put them in a calmer state, and then to help them sleep better is to do slow, gentle, deep breathing. Because
because when we're feeling anxious, we, we tend to breathe very high. We tend to be almost puffing, and, it's, and the anxiety can also be addressed physiologically by becoming aware of the location of your breath. Are you breathing into your belly? Are you breathing slowly, and are you breathing gently? When you breathe slowly, gently, and deeply, you're actually engaging the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is part, is one of the, the, the key components of the parasympathetic nervous system, which we refer to as rest and digest. It's the opposite of fight and flight. So throughout the day, become aware, where is your breath? Are you holding your breath? Are you tensing your neck and shoulders? Or are you relaxed and breathing deeply into your belly and slowly out? That will also help you to calm your mind before you go to sleep. You only have to do it for a few minutes and notice the difference in your body. And if you are experiencing anxiety, do that immediately. Notice your breath. You can control your breath and you can slow down your breath, you can deepen your breath, you can make it gentle, and that will switch your brain state. Because when you're in the fight or flight or what we also refer to as heightened alert, your amygdala, you actually have two amygdalas, but we call it the amygdala, is engaged and that's what's making you tense. That's your alarm system. So we, we, we turn that off by doing slow, gentle, deep breathing. And so what Chris said about exercise is so critical. You don't, if you can't go running, you don't have to go running. Doctors have done research and found that if you just do 30 minutes of brisk walking, you'll get the benefits of exercise. So take the yes, time. Yes, and for to those of some... you who are blind, yeah. I, I bought the. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, please. I, I bought the resistance bands that attach to the door. I'm like a crazy person here. I've got my weights on the patio. I'm, I found uh, audio workouts for the blind, which I'll share on another show. You know, uh, Eyes Free Fitness. And so even if you have a disability, is is my point. You know, you can still get moving around. You know. And Patrick, would you say that the guided meditation um, that they can download at that link is a would be a good thing that kind of walks them through a, a, a kind of a better breathing, if you will? Well, interestingly, it was your wife today who texted me because she passed it to her father, the guided meditation, and he was raving about it. And <clears throat> he he said exactly that about the progressive relaxation because I do start with a couple of minutes of slow, gentle breathing, and then I give you a, a visual relaxation. That means you just imagine a light starting at the top of your head. The light slowly moves down through your body, and it creates a soothing, comfortable sensation as it continues to relax and comfort your body. And then there's a visual a visualization, the guided meditations. It takes you through these wonderful symbolism of walking through this forest. And what it's doing is yes, calming your body. It's beautiful if you want to use it before you sleep. I've tried it both ways, and I like it first when I first wake up and also before I sleep because it's actually calming your body. It's calming your thoughts, and it's also suggesting to you that you can get through this easily, that you have abilities, that you have inner resources, that you can tap into the resources, that you can overcome obstacles, that you can leap over hurdles, that you have skills, abilities, and resources to overcome the challenges that we face and to view them as challenges rather than as these gargantuan problems. So it also gives you 
positive suggestions, and it's a great way to, to help you to sleep right before you sleep or an hour before you sleep. Because another thing that, um, and I think Matthew Walker says this, but I've been teaching this for a long time as well, and it's in my audio book too, because I also give suggestions on sleep there. And I say, you know, early evening, around about 6 or 7 o'clock, stop watching the negative news. The last three to four oh, hours. definitely. Yeah, and don't... Don't expose yourself to anything that's negative. Don't talk to people that are going to get you scared or anxious or afraid or worried. Talk to people that will uplift you. And I want to share one more tip in a second. But reduce and limit the exposure to all this stuff that's making you think how bad everything constantly is because then you're going to be sleeping and dreaming about how constantly bad everything is. <clears throat> so shift. You know, that's a good point. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So shift, go ahead. Shift where your focus is because constantly we're planting seeds in our head throughout the day. What are you exposing yourself to? And many, many years ago, and this is not the only test, but they did so many tests where they, and they did it with students, with college students, and they said, here, and I don't know what, maybe it was a couple of hundred words, 300 words, and they said, read this. And the, each, each of these students would read this and they'd be asked to walk out of the room. And what they were reading was a story about elderly people who were, you know, were, weren't able to walk very well, that were stooped over. And as they're walking out of the room, what are they doing? They're walking exactly like an elderly person. Because oh, we react goodness. we react and respond to the thoughts we plant in our head. And, and I think part of this, so part of the regimen is get control of your thoughts, which will determine your emotions and determine your actions and the way that you respond to the challenges. Take the time to exercise Take the time to breathe deeply. Take the time to eat well. Take my vital C formulation as a supplement to boost your immune system. It also is it's an antioxidant that's 172 times more potent than vitamin C. So you say, well, why, am I, why do I have to take all these supplements when I can take one teaspoon of, of this um, of ESS60, my vital C formulation, and it's 172 times stronger as an antioxidant. It boosts your immune system, and it's also antiviral. And the last thing I wanted to suggest, and I'm happy to expand on this, find yourself what I refer to as an accountability partner and someone who can be a support partner. That means if you could say, so Kristen, you could choose a friend, Robert, Paul, whoever, Mary, and you say, listen, let's hold each other accountable to do our exercise every day. Let's hold ourselves accountable to do the guided meditation once a day. Let's hold ourselves accountable to follow through with what we say we're going to do. And either that same person or someone else becomes your support partner, someone that will support you and listen to you and encourage you gently without giving you, you know, reams of advice, and someone who can also do the opposite. So it's vice versa. I'll give you support, you give me support. You've got to reach out. That's going to help through loneliness as well. Reach out to people. So from the very beginning, what Chris and I were saying in this um, fantastic interview is you've got to create a regimen. You've got to create a program. And if you have the structure, it'll give you back that sense of security that we've all lost because of a lack of structure, because of a lack of routine, because of a lack of certainty, you can regain that by just even planning out every day. What am I going to do today? What are my small goals today? What time am I going to wake up? What time am I going to eat? What time am I going to sleep? What am I going to achieve in between? Do that because we are definitely target-oriented creatures. 
Yes, and be project oriented. You know, I and mean, it's a it's a great suggestion what you said about life coaching each other. You know, my sister and I do that for each other. And one of the things we found after the first three weeks of this virus, where we decided not to say the word Corona because it was it was just permeating every everything in our lives. And we we just went on a seven day mental diet where we w- wouldn't talk about the virus. You know. So you can do little things like that to coach each other. So I love your suggestions that way, you know. But um, also I wanted to add one more thing in my life to tell people not to do before they go to sleep is get off your technology, you know, the screens, the bright screens. And I even have a screensaver on my phone. I listen to books, but I can't see it. So that's good because it's dark. But that brightness in your eyes, you know, you have to turn that off after dinner if you really want to get to sleep, you know. And that's that's known as the blue light. Every every mm-hmm. phone, every device, including your laptop and your phone, has what's known as a blue light filter. Turn it on. The blue light filter turns off the blue light. It's the blue light that ex- that screws up with your circadian rhythms. So if you if you ever sit on a computer and you haven't turned off the blue light, you'll find yourself feeling wide awake at eleven o'clock at night at midnight, and you think, why am I so awake? Mm-hmm. It's because the blue light is actually playing with your circadian rhythms and it's keeping you awake. So Chris gave you some tips. I added some tips in my audio book, Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Right Now. I have a whole section on with 17 critical tips. And some of them are the ones we discussed today, and obviously there's more because there's a total of 17 about Fantastic. how to sleep well. Thank you so much, both of you, for sharing all your wisdom and insight with our listeners. And I, I can't wait to, to, uh, to try the product. I can't wait to read the book. And I hope everyone listening, you know, that you've enjoyed our program today, Second Vision, uh, with Patrick Wanis and Chris Buras. And please go to their website one more time, gentlemen. <clears throat> yeah, so they can go to the website for the free audio book downloads. It's myvitalc.com slash secondvision. And we've got the kind of the two ways to spell it. What I'd also like to do, I'm, I, I created a coupon for your audience. So if they want to try the product, they can get $15 off on the product. Uh, and that is so coupon, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. The coupon code is Second Vision. Um, and, and typically, if you kind of go and download the books, great, do that. We're offering those free. You don't have to give an email or anything. And then if you click through to the home page, scroll down. Uh, you've got the option to maybe buy one bottle or we've got a box product. Uh, go on subscription. There's a, there's a substantial savings on subscriptions, and you can, you can cancel at any time. Fantastic. That is, is so generous of you. <clears throat> Excuse me, allergy season. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you again, and we're winding down on time, and I wanted to thank everyone for listening today to Second Vision. And remember, just take a breath, be present, be grateful. And thanks for listening. Have a blessed day. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision.